Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Feels like coronavirus has been going on for ages now, but really, it's only been 10 weeks for us in the UK. While we're now starting to see the green shoots of normality return, this disruption has taught us a lot as people, as business owners, as marketers. While we're at risk of being part of the rush of 10 things I learned from coronavirus articles that will be swamping LinkedIn in the coming weeks and months, we thought it'd be a useful exercise to look back and examine what we've learned. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now, and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of the Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. Over the last few months, we've been on a roller coaster of emotions. It's been a wild, sometimes exciting, sometimes mundane ride, but both of us have learned a lot about ourselves, about our businesses, and about the people we communicate with and sell to. So for our 10th episode, we decided to get reflective again and look at the top six things we've learned about marketing and running businesses during a crisis. Joe, you kick us off. What's your number one learning from the last few months? I think it's important to know that for anyone listening right now, that's took us about half an hour to get that introduction done. <laughs> number one learning, speak better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my number one, because uh, again, we were prepared for this episode and, and writ things down, writ things down, wrote things down. Oh my God, it's going to be one of those ones, folks. In any case, uh, content is key. And the reason why uh, content is key um, is that I've been, I guess the marketing meetup has been a, a content business from the start in a sense. We, we've, um, we've taken the time to create events where people come and share information, share what they've learned, help improve other people. And really, in essence, that has never changed. The difference is that when coronavirus, of course, hit, then we couldn't do that in person anymore. We had to take it online. Um, but really, in a way, the core, the core uh, fundamentals stayed the same. We we're still disseminating content. And really, the main thing that has kept our business going in, in, in this time has been that the content has remained of a quality, which has meant that people really want to engage. So really, on a very high level, it's something that people speak about all the time about creating quote unquote, great quality content. But for us, you know, we've truly seen the business impact of making sure that that quality has been maintained, uh, the content has been going out on a regular basis. And uh, the combination of those two things has sort of meant that really the business has grown and uh, continued doing just fine, really. So over these last 10 weeks, that's been really important. So you you said the word content 
probably nearly 30 times in the last 30 seconds but <laughs> what does what does content actually mean because it's a big a big word that marketers love to throw around yeah uh, i i think it's it's one of these things that um it probably means a lot of things to a lot of different people um f- for me it's it's the production of information and and that you know on the very high level that's that's all it is so it's the production of information but then how it's disseminated is that we've done it via webinars um but other folks could do it via blog posts social media whatever it is um <coughs> podcast <it's>, podcast <laughs> yeah people could do a podcast too <laughs> so you know content is just it's just information um and and we've decided to put it out via webinars and podcasts nice yeah, I feel like that's that's quite a high level one, but I, I think it's something that really has propelled the business uh, throughout the course of this time. Um, how about you? What's your number one? So for me, the my biggest learning over the last, what are we on, 10, 12 weeks now, whatever it is, 49. is that businesses need to be agile. Like you have to be able to, during a crisis, you have to be able to dance around on your feet, toes or whatever it is. You need to be able to make sure that you can pivot and move to where the businesses still sit. So you're a great example of that. So you had a physical event business, mm-hmm. couldn't do phys- physical events anymore. You took it online, natural pivot. And I mean, arguably something that you probably should have done pre-crisis, but it wasn't something that you were, that you had to imagine or focus on but now that you've done it are you mm-hmm. ever going to dial that back or are you going to mix them in together yeah absolutely you, you have a much bigger audience and who you can have speak is infinitely greater so that's part of it um another great example and i i love this so my my wife is uh so she works in that kind of influencer space and she's engaged with a few local kind of businesses and one of those businesses is a, a business that delivers supplies to restaurants. Mm-hmm. So when COVID kicked off, they were in a position where all the restaurants and bars shut down. They had nobody to deliver to. So their market overnight evaporated mm-hmm. and they had a lot of stuff still in stock. So their pivot was to sell this direct to consumer. So they found a B2C audience and like linked up. And my wife saw this and they were basically delivering on the cheap delivering hampers of stuff that they had left cheeses hummus greek yogurt things like that mm-hmm. now that's great and it, like that's a perfect pivot and like it's what they needed to do mm-hmm. but i ended up with 5 kilos of hummus and <laughs> 5 kilos of greek yogurt now i didn't even know you could make hummus based bread but it's a thing wow, um, cool. and we've had a lot of flatbread and a lot of greek yogurt so it you know it's swings and roundabouts another great pivot is that we've seen recently is a events tp company mm-hmm. there's no events going on so guess what next week we have a tp being put up in our garden so that the kids can have like a summer holiday adventure in our back garden now to me that is a, a great pivot that again i imagine they will probably want to keep doing at the other end of it as well because it, it has just grown this market for them and made it Maybe like they, they may have already like been able to sell to B2C, but it has grown the awareness of it because of what's going on. So people are interested in that. So for me, being agile in your business is a great thing to do. And like we did it as well. So we took our product offering 
and normally we sell to larger uh, larger SMB or enterprise businesses and it's on a retained agreement and what we did is we figured out that actually a lot of people have a need to be able to engage with the the more of the quick win style um, uh, elements of the the work that we do so we decided that we would roll that out into its own product offering so we now have the ability to sell to smaller SMB market uh, to the smaller SMB market mm-hmm. and that that grew our our potential market by about 98% right. so it was it was a minor pivot for us and something that we were thinking but it, it accelerated us to that so yeah. i think being agile in a crisis is my number one that's it's really interesting so there's a couple of thoughts here so the first is that um, you're right in that we probably should have been doing online stuff before. And it was something that we've been thinking about for a while, but, you know, 100% COVID forced us to go online. Um, But the thing about that was that once we made that decision, it was actually incredibly easy and incredibly quick to do that thing. You know, it was literally the, the case of not flipping on a switch, but I did two days research on how to do Zoom, found the speakers online, you know, and it was like within four days, like my business had been flipped upside down. Um, now, I guess there's a couple of things here. The first is that was incredibly quick. Uh, second, that that was probably a lot easier than I expected it would be. Um, but finally, I, I wonder to what extent had COVID not happened and suddenly I was to flip that switch and sort of change my business during quote unquote normal times, I wonder how that would have been received. Um, and so what extent do you think the times had in making these pivots more appropriate versus like just, you know, general operation where businesses need to be agile to respond to sort of minor changes in the environment. Well, I think it's a, a, a perfect storm or whatever the flip of a perfect storm is because it, it's a good thing because you had businesses who are having to react and rethink about the value that they can offer the people who have the money so the consumers or the businesses buying from them mm-hmm. and at the same time you have consumers and buying businesses who are rethinking their processes they are open to hearing new things for you mm-hmm. in particular you were selling into a market of and that market has now there's a lot of people working from home there's a lot of marketers who are on furlough who are still wanting to learn and engage with the community and and again the community for you you were are like whether or not people are able to directly engage with people on those webinars their peers they are still belonging to something they still have that sense of community so i think you've got two two sides of the coin both open and needing to change and find new things mm-hmm. and i think that's where particularly for you 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 found yourself at a great point to change because i think yeah you're right if you'd flick that switch during the time people would be like yeah it's great but where's my free pizza and beer yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think that that element would have i think you would have seen growth and you mm-hmm. would have seen some good growth but you would have been just another another string to your bow as a part as opposed to actually here is our business model now. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting. So I guess there's almost a point here about um, acknowledgement of the external environment, you know, which I think probably I'd never really had that awareness of before. In the, in the, in certainly in the same way, um, but you know, this is this has sort of really changed everything. Right. What's your number two? Number two for me is uh, you don't get if you don't ask, uh, and the reason being that when uh, COVID struck then it's the story I've already told, but that weekend 
um, after we had to cancel our events. I was like, fuck it. We're just going to get in touch with the most famous people we know and, and ask them if they want to be on a webinar. And like, I had literally no expectation of getting a reply from these people. Never mind, you know, like them actually saying yes. But the fact that like, like five of them said yes within like a day, we probably caught them at the right time as well because we caught them just as all their events had been cancelled and stuff like that. So suddenly their schedules had opened up a lot more than they would have done otherwise. But like those folks said yes, and, and we would never would, would have uh, expected them to. But the fact that they did has now created a, a new sense of momentum and a new sort of sense of the marketing meetup being the quote unquote thing. You know, and, and I don't know whether you struggle this with this as a business owner um, yourself, but like when you've grown something, you kind of just think about it as a, a thing that you've done. You don't necessarily think of it as like something else that's seen in someone else's eyes as like a proper brand or whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I sort of feel like over these 10 weeks, without meaning to be arrogant about it or anything like that, we've kind of gone from not from messing around because I think there has been certainly, you know, a real concerted effort into making this a proper thing. But like these past 10 weeks have sort of taken, seen us take the next level up. And that's because we weren't afraid to ask these like amazing people to get involved who have subsequently really helped our audience and really helped our momentum. Do you feel like, so you're a business leader, you've created something. Do you feel like the last 12 weeks has been, extra emotional for you because your your baby's on the line like it's something that you have created you've poured your heart and soul into do you feel like that is added another level onto that so there's the financial woes there's the you may not be able to pay your mortgage type stuff yeah or and like you've got people that you won't be able to engage with anymore and all of that other mm -hmm. business stuff mm -hmm. but then you've also at another level got that this is something that i've i've built my like i i'm focusing my career around i've built this from the ground up i've sent spent many countless nights on on trains going up and down the country and blah 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 yeah i don't, I don't mean blah 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 blah, blah. I'm, i know there's some real real emotion in there yeah <laughs> but but like do, do you feel like that that's added another layer onto the last 12 weeks for you i'd say it was probably concentrated towards the first few weeks if i'm honest yep um in, in that initial period, it was like the most emotionally charged period that I've ever had as a business owner. But I've got to say, like, this is my first time as a business owner. So like going through this experience for the past year has been crazy and emotional every day. Um, I'd probably say it's probably just been like an extra 20, 30% on top of what it usually would have been in those first few weeks. Um, it's really fucking hard, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it really is. It's mental. You care so much. You really care. You know, you, you want to create something special. You don't start a business. I don't think you start the type of business that you and I have started, at least, if you don't give a shit about the thing that you're doing. You know, it's not just about money. It's about creating something that's special. And and as you said, that you're building your career and, and your life around. So, yeah. You know, Christ, it's been it's been difficult, but it's all I wouldn't change it for the world either, though, because um, that's been so worth it. Well, they say uh, I don't know if anybody says this, but I'm going to say that they do. Is like in adversity, you learn some of your best lessons, 
and yeah. like i think over the last few few weeks people would have learned a lot about themselves and about their businesses that assuming you make it through the other end you will have a stronger fitter and hopefully more agile business and the way that you approach it definitely yeah you know i, I, I don't allow myself the feeling often but i genuinely for one of the first times in my life sort of feel really just proud like we've got a business which is resilient enough and and has enough of the core fundamentals that like it actually doesn't matter what the quote-unquote offering is or what the product is you know whether it's in-person events or online events we've created a set of values and a set of understanding and the community which circumvents all those things and is more important than the, the way that we sort of disseminate that information which is just amazing it's really cool really cool um how about you what's number two for you um for me i think it is around brand and the importance of brand and i know like we've harped on about brand and tried to give our definition of brand a few episodes mm -hmm. back and i think having a recognized brand and be it personal or business brand is important in times of crisis because i think again i don't have any insight into the actual psychology behind it but i think people in times of crisis are looking for things that give them reassurance and something that gives you reassurance is something that you recognize and you trust and having having that brand recognition even if it's on some small level you don't i mean i'm not talking about you becoming a nike or an apple yeah. but having having a brand that people can see and trust is a big part of marketing in a crisis and and running a business in a crisis because if people have confidence they will allow you to market to them they will mm -hmm. allow you to sell to them and ultimately they'll buy from you and that's that's important and i think having that brand and nurturing that brand is is great and that's what people need to focus on uh, that's it's not something you can switch on during a crisis you can build during a crisis, but you need it there prior. So I, I think what the last 12 weeks has taught me is that there is another element to brand and brand awareness that is almost preparatory for mm -hmm. times of crisis as well. Absolutely. Is, is there any kind of like ways that you've seen it play out either in your personal or your business life throughout these past 12 weeks where you've been like, thank goodness we invested in the brand because this would never have happened if we hadn't. And hands down. So again, we've talked about it a couple of times, but the, the LinkedIn personal branding side mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. categorically kept our business on the, the straight and narrow. So we're still in positive growth. Like we had some slowdown, but our mm -hmm. market, the way that we're focused, we've still had positive growth. We've not had to make any furloughs. Like we are roughly speaking business as usual yeah. and a lot of that has been driven down to the fact that we spent the last six maybe seven months now focused on growing the personal brands of the leadership team and mm -hmm. how we communicate with people and the messaging that we share mm -hmm. and the way that we engage with other bigger brands the hubspots the drifts the vidyards so we use those relationships to grow our business brand um, updating, hitching our brand to them. Mm -hmm. And we use the personal brands to expand our network. And having seen that grow over the last few months and the engagement that we get and being able to see that our messaging is resonating with people has mm -hmm. then fed that back into... So we 
we took the decision to focus less on demand gen and focus on brand awareness content do the do the longer tail stuff because we wanted to ease back of the hey buy this now type messaging and and that's worked well for us because we now we we use that the personal branding process to feed into those content streams and build that out yeah it'll be really interesting because i think what we're seeing right now is is like the green streets of recovery in terms of like against coronavirus you know like cases are down like average deaths is down like we're starting to come out of like we're allowed to see more people and, and all that kind of stuff have you picked your six favorite yet <laughs> i haven't but you're not on the list so <laughs> um but like i think there's also a reasonable expectation that we're going to be entering what is going to be another sort of reasonably tough period with with recession and and that's probably going to carry on the repercussions of that is going to be continuing beyond just coronavirus you know it might be that we have a vaccine but are still in recession so i think the point here is that brand will not only was important over these 12 weeks but it will continue to be so um and even more so if you haven't started that process of building your brand or you're just you're you're just starting out now you know if this recession lasts for 18 months and you invest the next six months in building your brand then it's still an exercise worth doing um it would have been quite useful for these past 12 weeks but like people can still start today and it's still sort of being insanely useful well brand is of all the marketing channels that we use brand and the royal we is brand is the one that can't be easily turned off or taken away from you so paid media you stop paying you stop getting seo google decides they don't like you they turn it off you get nothing linkedin you get or any of the social networks if you get banned or barred or whatever or Mm -hmm. like a certain political leader you start getting the uh, warnings around whether or not your content is false then then that is that is a an audience that you don't own or like a channel that you don't own but with brand that's something that you cannot lose unless unless you do something to tarnish the brand Mm -hmm. it's something that you have control over and i think that's that's powerful as well particularly when 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 you've got clients who are spending money on so when you when you're a business who is spending money on paid media crisis hits we need to stop spending money marketing is always the first to go yep. now content is great because content sits there that will keep driving seo value and brand is a thing that gives that that credibility over the top of it and those those are the things that if you're looking at longevity and things that will carry you through a crisis brand and content are the things that will do that absolutely no i couldn't agree more and it's that was the advice that you know, you saw what the marketing leaders come out with, you know, on day one, which was like double down on brand. Because yep. as you said, you know, now is not the time to sell. It might be more so now, but, you know, 12 weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, it certainly wasn't. Well, you've, you've got to remember though, business has got to sell. And yeah. you're, you're talking yeah. about reception, uh, recession coming up yeah. and that, that will happen. Taxes are going to go up, all sorts of things. And mm. the thing that will tide us through is people having jobs and businesses still doing business. And to mm. do businesses they have to do business, they have to sell. And that's, that's a a natural fact of life. But to do it, you have to do it with empathy and understanding. You can't like the messaging and the processes may change, but you still got to bring pounds and dollars into the business. Absolutely. Uh, And and to be fair, I I think that was something um, 
I probably picked up from the general zeitgeist that you don't sell. It's, it's, there's a difference between selling well and selling, yep. you know, um, badly and, and, and selling well is a process where both people come out of it and it's like, my life's better because of this. Um, a, a bad sales process is like a cold LinkedIn outreach sent to 4 million people with hello first name in it, you know, and it's just like, what the hell, you know? So whatever you can do to sort of, uh, make that process more human as is the topic of the podcast i think is is a good thing so what's your number three um so my number three is uh it's okay to mess up so long as you own it um and so i'm definitely an overthinker like i spend far too much time in my own head and coronavirus has definitely not been a period where that's been friendly to me either because uh, inevitably you spend more time in your own head because you're alone uh, or, you know, sort of not around your colleagues. And there's been a couple of examples of just stuff which has been like minor, minor, minor mistakes, but it's the type of thing which like it, either I'm more sensitive to it or the audience is more sensitive to it. Um, as a, an example, like when I was playing around with Zoom, like one weekend learning about how to use it, they've got the option to set the default um, email responders and stuff like that. And like... It was such a stupid thing, but I was like playing around with like the the automated emails and like in the message I put like, um, sorry, this was to non-attendees of the event, you know, so I said, uh, sorry, you couldn't come, you know, the recording would go up, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the last throwaway line, which was never intended to go out, but it did, uh, spoiler alert, was, uh, but why would you sign up for something if you aren't going to come? You know, and there was like a winky face afterwards or something like that. And like, it was a stupid to put it in there in the first place. I mean, rookie error to, to write these things and, and, you know, never write anything you don't want to go out because inevitably it will. Um, B, you know, like I made the mistake of then not taking it out. Uh, and C, this was right at the beginning of coronavirus. So like, that's when people were like particularly sensitive to like all this sort of stuff. It was not the time to try and be funny. And, uh, my wife tells me on the regular that I'm not funny anyway. So like, you know, it was bad timing. Um, I got a couple of emails the next day sort of saying, you know, Joe, that was a bit misjudged, but it was actually the silent ones, you know, which you worry about sometimes. So I just sent an email the next day to everyone who received that email just to say, you know, hands up. I'm really sorry. You know, that was never intended on going out, but it did. Um, you know, I hope it didn't cause I, you. I keep my thoughts of you being an asshole in my head normally. <laughs> exactly exactly but um did you see uh drizzly so yeah, i did you know what I, I saw that was a good example uh, and you can speak through it in a minute but i didn't think it was that amazing i no, thought it was fine it, it wasn't but it's 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 coming back to your example of having a um of owning your mistakes and yeah and being being lighthearted and human with the response to it. So they, for those of you who don't know who Drizzly are, they are, you can order alcohol online. It's in the States, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's primarily just in the States and uh, local stores will then send alcohol to your house, almost like a, an Uber just for booze. Yeah. An Uber? Uh, Uber Eats just for booze. Um, and uh, and we, we do it for like clients and things like that. We regularly send them gifts and congratulations stuff via drizzly it's a great service right. and they sent out a, a marketing email that 
mentioned so the like the first name had the kind of the holder um, tags in it so that the merge tags that just said first name and then the whole email was about offers that were distinctly personalized for that person and then it was all of these uh, it had Laura Mipson text it had placeholders in and basically the marketer had sent press sent before any of it had been actually stitched together and their response to that was to send out another email saying hey you probably would have got this email we're really really sorry we believe in owning up to our mistakes and on that basis our dog did it yeah (laughs) and that was that was the the gist of the email so our dog did it but also here if you don't believe that here is a five pound voucher or whatever and i just thought the way that they did it was quite quite tongue-in-cheek quite yeah. quite nice mm. and i think it's it's representative of their brand so i think it was a great response to owning up to mistakes definitely yeah yeah 100 and and it did go viral didn't it it was yeah. like it was all over twitter it was all over linkedin and you know it was just like it, it was funny and and yeah it was a good it was a good thing um just to to finish off like my experience was exactly the same because so many people came back to me and was like um you know i saw it i didn't think it was a good email but the fact you've owned up to it you've honestly gained my respect you know for for doing so which was really really kind of them but it is exactly the type of thing which uh, i think you know, i didn't reply it deeply hurt me yeah well that's fine i mean i'm quite happy with that actually that's a bit of a result so <laughs> but actually i didn't sign up to your shitty webinar anyway um... <laughs> okay so your last one before uh before i finish this call before you hang up so the, the last one for me and it kind of touches on what we were talking about before but i think community and audience is essential for businesses and what what the crisis has taught me about that is that you need to be building these things before you need them so you can't in in the middle of a crisis people aren't open to joining new communities for peripheral like yes local communities things that are relevant but nobody wants to join a new marketing community or sales community or anything like that in times of crisis so you have to have those audiences and communities in place before you actually need them and that comes down to branding engagement having the mechanisms and you and i talked about it previously one of my pet hates is when people talk about their newsletter list being a community that is not a community that is a bunch of people you broadcast to and i think where businesses often forget or like fall down with that is that there is no there's no two-way communication with that there is no way that individuals can cross communicate either and that that is i think you need to be looking at ways that you can mobilize your networks or your lists to be engaging with each other in a positive light around your brand or your message hubspot prime example they have the academy and the whole inbound movement and i think that is if you can i'm not saying you replicate hubspot's uh, <laughs> process but if or even even aspire to those heights but it's if you can have a mechanism where you you solve a common problem and this is different from you joe because you do have a community but for like a business like ours we focus on business growth that is pretty much what we do for other businesses we help them find customers so for us to create a community we would focus on something like that and invite other people's opinions thoughts messaging into that mm-hmm. and engage with them on that basis and that's that's not something that you would look to do during a crisis but it's something that if you have in place prior to a crisis we'll see you right afterwards and that audience will be a crutch for your business in a time of crisis 
Absolutely. I was going to put as one of my things here before I thought that you might take the mick out of me for it. But like one of my points was going to be that just people are amazing. Like, and if you've taken the time to build that community and that spirit, then like people will actually absolutely come on that journey with you and, and say, look, if you, if you're clear, you're transparent, you're open with your communication and say, look, we're making these changes for this, 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 and reason, you know, and, 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 you know, people are, in my experience have been like, yeah, I understand, you know, and I'm on that journey with you. I, I think my previous experience was I was always very coy with customers and stuff like that. I always felt like I had to maintain that distance and put on that professional veneer and stuff like that. But, you know, that, that spirit of a, a community where, which you can communicate with and, and do so in a, in a very real way, um, you know, that's been an amazing experience. And I think it's, it's something that is truly capable within, within the capabilities of, of most businesses, but they've got to do it in, in the right way. I think that's a, a nice message to finish on. People are amazing. Yeah, I'd say so. That's very positive for us, isn't it? I, <laughs> I feel like this is 10 episodes in, so we might be becoming a bit more comfortable with each other. So we're probably just going to start ripping chunks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we might have to get more creative with the editing where I cut some bits <laughs> out. But anyway, um, so as with last week, and I'm asking again because it worked really well last week, is if you're enjoying these and actually even if you're not I'd still like you to do it is if you share this on any of your social networks if you feel like emailing anybody so if you go to whatever on whatever platform you're using hit the share button email it to somebody you think would appreciate it send a tweet send a LinkedIn the amount of responses Joe and I have had on LinkedIn over the last week has been incredible and I'm not even gonna lie both Joe and I get a bit giddy when we get one of these through and we whatsapp them to each other and it's it's fun for us to see how people are engaging where they're engaging with them and their thoughts around it and we genuinely love seeing that so if you are enjoying them please do send us some sort of feedback or acknowledgement it doesn't have to be praise although that's nice and obviously give us a five-star rating it makes us feel happy inside because you are amazing people <laughs> inside of it just dead soul yeah. <laughs> thanks very much take care everyone <laughs> you've been listening to humans come first deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.